Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to a President's Day edition of The Stare Down. It's our sports talk and real estate show. We're delayed by one day because one of our three co-hosts had a kind of a, a fun trip away from home. So let's start with my buddy Todd Meiniger in coming Georgia. We'll get to Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida in a minute. Todd, happy, happy President's Day, buddy. Did you enjoy your day off or did you work today? Uh, thank you, Sean. You too. I actually worked today. My company had a... Um, it's a day off for my company, uh, but I actually decided to work today in, uh, in planning on somewhere down the line of the year. I'll take a, a Monday or Friday off. And if I don't, I don't. Um, it's one of those things. We're in sales, especially Thanksgiving on is pretty loosey-goosey, but uh, I may sneak in an extra beach day or, or two down the line, and I, I decided to go and work today. Good. And how was your weekend? Weekend was great. Um, as you know, I'm a, a Marriott guy. And I had a free uh, night stay expiring. So I went all the way down from coming Georgia to Alfreda, Georgia, which is three exits on 400, Georgia 400. Um, there's a hotel down there. It's, a, it's called the Avalon, the Hotel Avalon. It's a brand new Marriott property, a month old. If you're ever in the Alfreda, Georgia, Atlanta area, go check it out. Um, it's a lot of restaurants and shops, uh, kind of like a mini town, um, probably imagine kind of what Bill lives in every day. So I, was, I, <laughs> I, I thought about that a couple of times, but uh, we had a great time. So that's awesome. That's yes, awesome. Sir. And let's go to Bill. Bill, you had a, a fun weekend. You got to get on a plane with your, with your wife and, and visit your son. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about what's going on? How are you? I'm good, Sean. Thanks. Yeah, we, we left Saturday morning for Washington, D.C. for President's Day weekend. So that's pretty cool. And, and so our son, uh, who's been up there now for a little over a year, um, we were able to let him completely run the itinerary, which means we went to a lot of really cool places with really weird beer. It was awesome. <clears throat> so I, I think, you know, I always make sure I share with you where I'm at since you're uh, both um, the craft beer lovers that you are. But we went to a place called Sovereign in Georgetown where mm. there were 40 different beers on tap and every single beer there is from Belgium. Yeah. Everything I, they sell. I was digging through your list you sent me like, you know, the, hard. the was Allagash hard. was the ones I just defaulted to because yeah. uh, there's the one from, uh, uh, I forget the, the brewer, but the Allagash White is kind of their popular one. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I defaulted to on the list. And They're I up in too. Maine. Allagash yeah. is up in Maine. And Bill, I was actually at a wine bar in Avalon drinking a hot dang diggity IPA at the wine bar. I was that guy. <laughs> but when I, I, I got both your texts and when Sean said Allagash White, I was kind of like, no, what, well, let me look at that list. And Either you're a Belgian fan or not. I tend to be not on the Belgian side. I'm more of a pale ale IPA guy. Yeah. So after reviewing this uh, briefly, I give it a thumbs up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll guess well, That's a good one. Both my wife and son went with a, uh, a much more sour kind of mm. a thing that was going on there. Yeah. yeah I'm just not a I, fan. I yeah. tasted it. Not a fan. They loved it. In fact, uh, they tried to get seconds and they, they killed the keg. So, nice. <laughs> nice. So we, we had a great time. We, uh, we, we actually spent, so, long story longer, when Kevin was 12 years old, his first trip to D.C., we take him back there as a New York, D.C. trip. 
and I mistimed things going to Mount Vernon. He was excited to go see, you know, the, the, really the home and hallowed ground, really, when you think about the history of this country with George Washington's, you know, farm. And we get there 15 minutes before it closes. You don't get to go out on the property. So mm-hmm. that was made up Saturday. So on <laughs> Saturday, um, we went back out there. This time we got there when it opened. And I'm telling you, I don't know if you've been to Mount Vernon, we spent three solid hours on the ground. Mm. Uh, just really um, the, the tour of the mansion, um, going down to the Potomac where the wharf was, going around to the different farm areas, walking through forest, uh, you know, for you know, a family that you know, grew up in San Diego and Phoenix for the most part. Uh, it was really impressive and a ton of fun to, you know, see the bedroom and the bed, you know, where he passed away and go to his tomb, you know, where he and Martha are entombed in um, sarcophagi. Uh, I mean, it, it was really spectacular. So we had a great time. I mean, it was kind of, t- t- you know, c- compresses that whole 1776 to today, oh. you know, into that little, just kind of that, you know, you go back and think about the the, the world then and, and life then, you know, I, I, oh. when you, when you posted the picture, I, you know, I, I've flown into DCA and, and when you know where you're kind of coming in from, once you can kind of pick up your bearings on the yeah. cities and you fly right, right up the river there and you yep. can look to the left and see the, the grounds. Um, and it's just, it's so cool. It um, is cool. It, you know, yeah. And then, you know, the other part of the day is we walked like me. So in, in three days, we walked 31 miles because <laughs> we all wear Fitbits and watches that measure that now. 31 miles in three days. Um, the best walk of the, of the whole trip, though, real quick. Real quick, real quick. Hey, it's my, it's my, Sorry. We, were, we had dinner at a great Italian joint in um, Georgetown with Kevin and one of his friends from college. The four of us then headed down to the Potomac, you know, right there in Georgetown. There's a big kind of a cool area with an ice rink. We hung a left and walked along. We were the only people on this trail. It's now 9.15 at night. It's pitch black on the Potomac. Nobody, not a soul in sight until we get to the Lincoln Memorial. From there, you know, there's people out on the mall at night. But we then walked up to the Washington and the, the stopped at the, w, the World War II Memorial. Got a great some great photos of the uh, Capitol as well. Then from there, just walked back to our hotel at 14th and M, another, you know, half hour walk or 20 minute walk up the hill from the mall. And got back to the hotel at 11 o'clock. And there's no worry about anything. We're just having a great time in in our capital. It was just a blast. So, yeah. Ballpark, how many steps is 31 miles? Uh, For me, it's about 57, 50, no, 52,000 steps (laughs) in three days. (laughs) And my wife was closer to 60. Wow. So so it's kind of the almost equivalent of 36 holes, three days in a row. Maybe 54 holes, three days in a row. Okay. I mean, right. it's, it just felt like it. It's tougher. Yeah. Cause I usually hit 10,000 steps. Uh, in a, in a I, round. my round, my round of golf is about 13, yeah. 12, six. Yeah, so it's yeah. True. It's true. So yeah. A lot of fun. So we had a blast. We got home, uh, this evening I had some friends that were swinging by on their way to Orlando tonight. So I went out and had a quick uh, drink with them and I'm back ready to go. Good. So, thanks for letting me share that. It was a blast. No, no. And I see you, you, you passed on the chance to see the caps play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have control of the schedule. You got to give that up sometimes when your uh, son, when your kids are adults, it's different. I, mm. hey, I, I get it. It's and coming. It's coming soon I, for both of you. But the fact that you got to have some drinks with your son, that's kind of oh, cool. What a blast. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So guys, let's, uh, let's kind of recap, um, what, what happened this past week. A lot of good college basketball action. Um, we, we hit the all-star break in the NBA. Uh, we can hit on that a little bit. Um, uh, and the, it's just such a hard thing for me to watch. I watched maybe about five minutes just to sort of, see who was playing and it just, you know, it's just a one-on-one exhibition. Um, You know, I I guess the biggest, 
controversy there was Fergie's national anthem, which was just rough to listen to. Uh, she came out and apologized or said she was, she tried her best was her, her comment today. She said, she loved, I love the country and I tried my best, but she was obviously going for something uh, iconic. Um, let's talk about LA open. Uh, that was a, Bill, I, you were busy, so I'm sure you probably didn't watch much of it. Todd and I talked a little bit in the green room before we, we started recording. Um, Bubba Watson wins his 10th PGA Tour event, mm-hmm. uh, two majors at two Masters, and that's his third LA Open, we'll call it. Genesis is what it's called, but sure. um, it, he won it in 14, 16, and 18. Um, very emotional after his win, uh, as he always, always is uh, after victories. Um, very emotional, cried in, in Ted Scott, his caddies. Uh, arms he he gave his caddy a nice shout out after the you know in the interview with peter costas afterwards and was very complimentary of him even though he's usually the first person he blames when he misses a shot um todd what was your thoughts on bubba winning his 10th you know puts him in kind of rarefied air you know on the tour um at 10 wins is kind of the the threshold for for any consideration for the um golf hall of fame right right yeah um so well documented. Bubba's not only not popular amongst most of the fans, I think he's voted one of the most least popular guys on the tour, right? Um, but that said, God, when he wins, I mean, he shows true emotion, which is which is endearing and 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 always great. But I loved. I, I saw part of his press conference, and I love what he had to say. And of course, I'm paraphrasing, but he goes, "Yeah, you know, this is. I'm, I'm a kid from Baghdad, Florida, which is." West Panhandle, almost near Alabama, right? And he said, I never took a golf lesson. I can't putt. Um, you know, I slice the ball. I hook the ball. I shake my shake my shots. And he said, I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought I'd have 10 wins on the PGA Tour. So someone asked him about the Hall of Fame, and he said, I mean this as nice as possible, but I could not care less about the Hall of Fame because in my mind, just winning 10 wins, I never thought it was possible. It's a dream come true. Um, so again, I, I'm not on the camp that doesn't like Bubba. I'm kind of indifferent to Bubba, but I thought that moment was endearing and, and very humble. Yeah. So I was, I was glad to see it. Hmm. You know, for me, um, I'm I'm just astonished that Bubba Bubba played in the Celebrity All Star Game. Yes, right. Yes. I, I was just watching that as it flashed through, and I, my first thought: What? <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? I mean, he's going to tweak an ankle or something, or to or hurt something playing basketball in the middle of the tournament. Wow! Yeah, Friday yeah. night, right? Yeah. So, I mean, how to? And he goes yeah, on to win it. So he, yeah, he had made the cut, and uh, and then he went out the next day and had a a, a great day on Saturday. Wow! Um, you know, and um, I'll I'll give uh, credit to the uh, the Shack House, one of my favorite sport golf podcasts. Uh, Jeff Shackelford from, from Golf Magazine or from Golf and um, uh, Joe House. Uh, they do a, a great podcast called the Shack House uh, during the golf season, and. They they said it, but I thought this both Saturday and Sunday when I was watching. Pro Tracer is made for Bubba Watson. I mean, watching his <laughs> watching his shots on Pro Tracer, you know, like like uh, Patrick Cantlay who made that bomb on 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 Saturday. He made a fifty three foot putt to tie for the lead on eighteen. You know, he his 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 shots on Pro Tracer move you know half an inch to one inch. Bubba's you know they start out over the over the gallery and 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 come back in, and his his imagination is fantastic, and I still think. You know, Bill, you've been there. I haven't, and Todd hasn't, mm-hmm. but uh, or maybe Todd has been to Augusta. Um, but but his oh, yeah, shot yeah. on number uh, on number ten in the playoff, where he he like you know hooded a wedge and and got it to come out around those trees and mm-hmm. 
it, it, it even had to spin so much on sideways because it was spinning so much. Um, just still, still an amazing shot to, to watch. And you think about Bubba winning two events at uh, Augusta. There are some holes where they're wide open shots, right? Where you, you have, you, you, he can play what he wants to play, but there's some other holes that are a little bit tighter where you mm-hmm. have that ability to sling it out, you know, and, and as a lefty, you know, whatever he wants to do there, hit a big cut, you know, or try and hook something. It's, he's got to be a little more precise. So he's, you know, he likes to, he likes to shape him, but I, look, you can do, you don't win 10 events without being able to do exactly what you want to do with a ball. And if he wants to hit it straight, he probably can, but that's just not where his comfort zone is. Right. Yeah. Likes to be moving it one way or the other. It's just crazy. I mean, what a, what a talent, right? I mean, growing yeah. up with no lessons, right. Yeah. And an argument you could have is a lot of these golfers are so robotic and so mechanical where I kind of think of Bubba as, you know, why so many good baseball players come from Latin America where in the USA, you know, the kids are thrown in leagues with matching uniforms. I mean, these, these poor developing countries, in Latin America, baseball is not expensive to play. You just need a field and a ball and a glove. Right. Yeah. And they're not, they're not taught mechanics and pivot. They just play and play and play. And it's so natural. And uh, I kind of think that way with Bubba, how he gets his imagination and, and hooks. I mean, I know it's a little different, but. Well, um, that's, you know, that's what made Seve Ballesteros so good is because he would just, you know, he would go out and play and drop balls everywhere and, and hit shots. And that's why Mickelson is so creative. You know, they built I mean, that, that chipping green in his backyard. And, and so some of the people that, you know, that truly play by feel. Furyk is another one, you know, that it just, and you can tell by his swing. Arnold it's, Palmer, Arnold Palmer was the same way, you know. Furyk's dad's a golf coach. And can you imagine <laughs> him like trying to correct that swing, right? And finally he probably just said, forget it. It works for him, right? It works. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. So college basketball, boy, what a, what a week. We saw a lot of top 20 teams lose. In fact, this is a, a year where we, you know, I don't know that we've seen this many um, ranked teams lose, uh, Villanova lost to Providence. Then they came back and had a big win at, at Xavier. So there was another top five team that lost. Uh, Ohio State lost. Cincinnati lost twice. Um, and, and and one of the longest home court winning streaks in the nation uh, snapped as they lose to Wichita State. They lost at, at a good Houston team earlier in the week. Um, Purdue goes down again. Um, Michigan State uh, comes back from 27 down to, to Northwestern and, and, and pulls one out. Wow. Um, it's just been a, an amazing uh, – college basketball season, I think that either is going to be really good for the tournament. Cause I just, you know, once again, we're at that time of the year where now we're starting to try and put people in who's going to be the number one seeds and, you know, will they sustain um, any teams jump out to you guys that you're kind of keeping your eyes on or, or players. Well, you didn't call out your, uh, your, your own Gamecocks, you know, beating Auburn as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that. Yeah. Listen, I was watching that game cause it was on the same time as the Florida Vanderbilt game. And uh, mm. you know, I, of course I keep my eye on, on the Gamecocks now that I, you know, my daughter goes to school there and, and I, I, I write a check to there. Um, but I was watching that game and I flipped it on and they were up by like 11 and I flipped over to the Gators and Gators were up by like eight. And I figured, well, the Gators are going to have their typical second half collapse. Let me watch the Gamecocks. This is a big win. If they could, if they could hang on and beat a top eight team in, in, in Auburn. And then they start just giving up rebounds and, and missing free throws. And I, I was screaming at the TV and my wife from the other room says, what game are you watching? You're this upset. <laughs> and I said, the freaking Gamecocks. And she's like, They're not, why do you even care about that game? You're so mad. Cause she's so used to me yelling at the, at the TV when the Gators are on. Um, and then of course I flip over to the Gator game when that Gamecocks oh. were pissing me off. And then they started giving away their lead and I'm yelling at that game. And she's like, you have to relax. And, 
And it's kind of funny because all of a sudden I, I turn to my right and she's, she brings me a beer. She's like, you need to relax. It's almost like, it's almost like eat a Snickers, Sean. You're, you're getting, you're getting hungry, you know? Um, yeah, Sean, cost- I, I want to point this out. How old are you? 50 years old. Do you, do you know, you know, the Widowmakers come between 50 and 60. If you can make it to 60, <laughs> that, that's a good thing, right? So that you just want to make it to 60. Yeah. You watch that stress a little bit. I think listen yeah. to the wife a little bit, you know, just have a beer a little earlier, maybe a glass of wine. Yeah. And don't yell at the TV so much. I was thinking exact opposite. Rhonda's uh, teaching you how to behave. If you yell and scream, she brings you beer. Oh, so I would, be, I would be yelling and screaming all the time, right? <laughs> pa- pa- Pavlov's dog, baby. Pavlov's right. dog. Yeah. So the, the Gators lost another one. You know, now the question is, you know, are they going to make the tournament? You know, I mean, this was a we, team that I read the, four seed a week and a half ago, and now they're saying, are we going to make the tournament? Yeah. Wow. You know, we, we still, we still have to play Kentucky. Uh, we, we get them in Gainesville, uh, but they're kind of coming into form right now. They, they've lost four in a row, then they, they beat Alabama this weekend at Rupp. Um, I think we still have to play Missouri, uh, and they might have their, their number one player back. Um, and, and I'm trying to think of who else we, we have to play. It'd be someone in the, someone in the West. Um, mm. I don't know who we haven't – maybe um, – oh, we haven't played Auburn. We play Auburn. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so – um, you know, this is a team that guys, if we go back to when I was in that, uh, hotel room in, in Statesville, North Carolina, doing the podcast, we almost beat Duke. Uh, we were, we were basically a possession away from beating the number one team Duke in the country. And we would have elevated to probably number one that week. And we are a team now that is questioning, do we make the tournament? Um, and that's college basketball, I guess, you know, it's just, uh, it's just no big man, right? I mean, yeah, the lack of a big man. And, and when we just don't, you know, I, I'm no expert, but I, I think when the, if we just go out there and run like the all-star game, if we just go out and run, we have a better chance of winning games 87 to 85 than we do 48, 40. We just have no inside presence. We can't slow down the ball. Uh, our guys just don't make good decisions. Um, we don't really have a true leader on the floor, which is kind of Chioza is good. Um, but I don't know enough about them. Let's, uh, any any other sports? I want I want to have some fun here on on President's Day, uh, Bill. Before you got on, we were um, let, let's hit soccer really quick, Todd. Why don't you give that that quick update on on the big news that came out of England today? So, and Bill, I meant to bring this up last week, and I just choked. Um, so, Manchester City uh, soccer is all about winning trophies, right? League mm-hmm. championships. Yeah, the FA Cup, the League Cup, the uh, the Champions League. Manchester City going into today was in line to win what they call, if you win two trophies, it's a double, a quadruple. They're going to run away with the Premier League uh, title. They're uh, in the finals of the League Cup. They're in the, I want to say, final eight of the Champions League. And they're in the fifth round today versus Wigan Athletic for the FA Cup. And sadly for them, they lost one nothing. So the, the quadruple <laughs> will not be happening. But that was a story. I mean, it, it was it's unbelievable that they were in line to win four trophies, which is which is unbelievable. They're uh, they're dominating the English uh, soccer scene right now. Um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty interesting. Now that said, we talked about it before. Sometimes in these league games, FA Cup, you're not playing your maybe your A lineup because you're resting them for you know league play and maybe Champions League pay where the, the payouts are better. But um, boy, they, they if they would have beaten the uh, Champions League. Wigan Athletic, I don't know their nickname. They would be still be in line for for a quadruple. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, right. So that's that's my soccer news. 
Hey, one, one other sign, we'll, we'll hit this for which we don't touch on very much here on the stare down, but yesterday um, Austin Dillon wins his first uh, Daytona 500, kind of a sign of spring, right? I mean, it's, yep. it's it, if you're a NASCAR fan, you cl- clearly look at this as, you know, they call it their Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, no, no other sport starts with their Super Bowl, uh, but Daytona does. Um, a crash-filled race, which is kind of um, signature for Daytona. Um, Dana Patrick, her last race ever as a NASCAR racer, goes out in a in a early right, yeah, early crash. Uh, did you guys see the the tweet I sent you though from from uh, Jeff? Uh, is it Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson? Uh, shared a nice little tweet with her, uh, thanking her for being a, a true inspiration for her for his kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a neat picture of Danica with uh, Jimmy Johnson's daughter uh, on the track. That was kind of a neat little. Nice. Uh, a, a neat little thing. Um, did you guys Did you guys watch any of it? I did not. I just saw some highlights of crashes and things like that. Just saw the highlights, but heard, you know, 17 years to the day after Dale Earnhardt Sr. won his mm. first Daytona at the end of his career, right? Remember that? He, yep. he went through 20-plus Daytonas without a win. Finally gets that win, and then a couple years later, yeah. loses his life at that same track. So, uh, And so the number three gets another win. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and then other kind of in other news um, – the, the guy that finished second, Bubba uh, something, is an African-American driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And, yeah. and uh, you know, kind of a the interesting story to watch, uh, that Austin Dillon kid has already gone and got a tattoo uh, on his back uh, that says, I think, champion. Uh, nice. Yeah, so uh, not, two, not, not wasting any time. Two things I came away with is uh, Aaron Rodgers was in uh, Dana Kapatrick's pit, which was good to see. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Green Bay guy. Um which, but, by the way, someone told me there was a prop bet. Uh, would Aaron Rodgers have two and a half or more appearances on TV? So obviously they're kind of uh, figuring out that this guy's kind of a little media whore. Uh, likes to get, likes to get on TV when he's not uh, not on the on the field. He, <laughs> he he wasn't very talkative, so I don't know how much he likes to be on TV. I think they like they like to put him on TV, maybe right. Hey, let me interrupt really quick one more time. Speaking of not talkative about um, females in his life, did you see the? Uh, Jamie Foxx interview yeah, with yeah. Michael Smith where he, where he asked the question about it and he walked away. Jamie was, Holmes and he walked away, yeah. That was, that was kind of funny. Second Daytona observation I had, is this the second year in a row or third year in a row? Billy, you may even know better than me, but um, I was going to pose it as a question, but it's a pretty obvious answer. The the winner, Austin, I forget his last name, he led one lap of the race. And that was Austin Dillon. Yeah. Austin yeah. Dillon, yeah. Those, it, was it, was it a, a green-white finish? Like it was it, crash well, well, it was overtime. I read overtime. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. but in the in that last lap, he got right behind the leader and then bumped he him. Or yeah, yeah. He was he was he was clearly trying to block. Um, and so I don't know if he came off his throttle or if he slowed down. But you know, he got just bumped out of the way, and it, it wasn't apparently illegal or a penalty. Yeah, it, it, you know, if a guy's making a run and you're going to come drop down on him and you don't have the speed up, it happens. It happens all the time. Uh, yeah. They go sliding out of the way and <laughs> into a wall, or yep. um, you know. And as long as you're uh, far enough around on that last lap, it's good. It's a go. So, hey, Sean, you um, you mentioned, and Bill, you probably heard this story more than more than maybe I did, or or, or Sean also. But you mentioned the Afri- uh, second place drivers, African African American driver, right? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the hockey player? I think in Chicago. Yeah where the fans behind the bench were chanting, I think, basketball or something. Yeah. Uh, God, he said it right. He's like, it's 2018. It still, it still surprises me to this day. that, And who knows what the intent behind the chant was, but it's like, God, where, where are people's heads? So, yeah. yeah. Those, those, four, those four fans have been banned from United Center. Wow. Um, nice. And what, you know, just, um, just a shame. But, um, 
good, good for, you know, good for all the, all the people that, you know, they, one of the United ushers that was in the penalty box is the one that kind of reported them, but um, just a shame, but all right, guys, let's have some fun. President's day, Bill, we did this a little bit kind of off topic before we got one in the air. So this will be unplanned and unscripted, but we're going to go through our Mount Rushmore, our four best, like the four presidents that stand on that hill and that mountain in, uh, in South Dakota, we're going to go through the sports and, and try and off the top of our heads, come up with the, who would we put up on our Mount Rushmore? Let's start with an easy one oh. for you, Bill. Let's go tennis, Mount Rushmore. And we can just, we can just kind of have a free chat and then we'll maybe see if we can decide on, on the best four. But I think you gotta, you gotta put, uh, you gotta put Federer up there, right? Yeah. So I mean, no doubt about it, right? Are we intermittent men and women or we have one? Whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Serena. Okay. Roger. Oh, this is going to get tough because there's some great players. Do you go Borg? Do you go go, uh, Rod Laver? No, I go go Sampras. Okay. And I'm going to go Martina. Mm. And I'm leaving out some amazing players. I know Rod Laver. Mm. You mentioned it. Bjorn Borg, McEnroe to an extent. But, yeah, that's for me. Chris Everett. I mean, yeah. Oh, I know. Steffi. My wife will be pissed. That's, I didn't put Steffi up. Well, yeah, Andre Agassi. You know, you say a name and then it, it brings I up know. other names. So you're, you're you're a tennis player. Anyone else that you got? Federer, you got Serena, you got Sampras, you got Martina. Can you sure. argue? Can you argue with that? Can you? Do you make? Do you make two mountains? Do you? I, I can argue that at first I was like put them together. Now you almost have to put them separately. But I would go Federer. Wait, do, do you say make it separately so you can get more people up on the mountain? Right. Well, I think I think there's more. There, there, there's more females deserving in the, my final four than I may have originally thought, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, I mean, you mentioned Serena, boom. To oh. me, I mean, Serena, Martina, Steffi, mm-hmm. and Chris, Chrissy. Chrissy, or one of the pioneers oh. that maybe I'm not thinking of. Billie um, Jean, Margaret Corbin. Billie Jean, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of them out there. Oh, Mo, so if, Mo Connolly from San Diego. She was amazing back in the 40s. <laughs> so, so if I'm going men, I'd have to go Roger. I'd have to go um, Borg. Sampras. I'd have to okay. go Borg. I'd have to go Sampras. <sighs> Is it Nadal? We, we were just blowing him. No, off. I'd have to go Labor. Well, I'd have to go Labor. I guess. Yeah. 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 That's. But it. you have Stan Smith. You have Jimmy Connors. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ily Nastasi. That's always a good one, right? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Becker. Bo- boom boom! Yeah. Yeah. I, I I loved watching Venus, Boris Becker. Venus Carolitis is always. A- <laughs> I I loved watching Boris Becker. Um, yeah. So all right, let's go. Um, let's go. Uh, we're in sport right now. Let's go college basketball. Thinking only of their college careers. College basketball. When you wow. think of the best college basketball players, right? Bill, Bill Walton. Okay, that's it. Is Bill that Walton, acceptable? I, I think Bill Walton. I think you got to go Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right, I mean, do you oh, put two? Do you put two players from wow. the, from from UCLA up there? Wow! Well, I think arguably, and Bill, you you may be able to help me with this, but I think arguably Bill Wallen is considered the best college basketball player to ever play college basketball. He, he was, and it did not translate in the pros, where Kareem was obviously a very very good college basketball player. Yeah, who is probably the, one of the best top five ten NBA players of all time. Yeah. So you know, to, be, it, to be correct, we want to make that Luau Cinder. Okay. So, yes. Okay. okay. Yep. But you know, now now statistically, um, I think you gotta maybe go. Ralph Sampson's gotta be up there. Well, I was gonna say, um, uh, and now I'm freezing on his name. Oh, um, Pistol the, Pete. Pistol Pete Maravich. Oh yeah. Three years, and he yeah. didn't have a three point line. Wow. Yeah. Didn't have a three point line, and one of the all time leading scorers in yeah. uh, in the game. 
right? Now, so, so who's your now, fourth then? If we, if well, because we <laughs> you can't pick Magic Johnson, you can't pick Larry Bird. They only played one year each. Yeah, you, you know mm-hmm. Tim Duncan. Something like a Tim Duncan is. I mean, you know, as, as gosh, as as what good as they Chris, come. Christian Leitner. You could consider him. Yeah, Grant Hill. I mean, you know, I mean, you look at people. You try to look Michael, at people who Michael Jordan. You, you look at people who won. Well, Jordan only played two years. Yeah, uh, yeah. he, he didn't win a championship. Who, who came out of Kansas? Who's you know? Is oh, it, Danny Hayes. Yeah, Will I mean, Chamberlain. There you go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. Will yeah. Chamberlain. Wow. Yeah, right. But what was his um, college career like? That's the question. You know, now, now, you know, once again, you look at championships. Um, does that mean anything? Because you know, I mean, it got so, it's so hard because there's so many. You know, um, and, and what are they? Your, one of your buddies is listening to this podcast right now, screaming at his car radio. It's right, a name, a name that we should be saying. Yeah, right. We're just missing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, clearly the UCLA teams. You know, then you you Whoa. think of the Indianas, you think of the Dukes, the North Carolinas. Um, you know, who are those players that you know um, that that were the true. You know, Patrick Ewing was just a beast. Yeah, uh, Georgetown. I mean, oh my gosh, gosh. That, that that Georgetown team with Michael Graham. Remember, Michael Graham yeah. was one of the first players you saw with a shaved head. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, Five Slamma Jamma, right, with Clyde yeah. Drexler and, oh. and Akeem Olajuwon. Um, they were just so so good. Um, all right, so let let's take it up a notch. Then then pros. Mm. I mean, I think Jor- Jordan's a given, well, right? Sh- should we should we have open discussion or put our feet to the fire individually? Oh. I like I like both. It's just what do we want to do though? I'm I'm okay either way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, pros you can go on and on, right? Bird, Magic, Michael. Uh, uh, help me out. There's some LeBron. Bill Russell. LeBron. Well, oh, who, yeah, LeBron. You know, I mean, because I think the, the argument of our generation. Yeah. You know, our the three of us on this, we're trying to tell the younger generation, like like Scotty and and Ryan. Uh, that about Jordan they never saw Jordan play right and right. and so once again we said it a few weeks ago Jordan to them is like you know uh, Chamberlain to us uh, you know we, we never saw him play in you know Julius Irving was about the oldest person I remember uh, you know um, the Iceman George Gervin you know those guys well Bill mentioned Bill Russell he played 13 seasons and won 11 championships <laughs> right <laughs> right and then, I mean, if you, and then if you talk to my dad and and my my oldest brother, uh, he, he'll tell you, Oscar Robinson averaged a triple double. He was the um, for, his, the for his career. Yeah, he was the um, he was the Russell Westbrook of his time, but even better, right? I mean, yeah, just uh, Russell Westbrook had a couple seasons like that. Yeah, so that's not a bad Mount Rushmore if you said Russell, Jordan, LeBron, and Oscar Robertson. I like that. Because you know, it's impossible, and you're leaving out, and you're leaving out Magic and Bird. Yep. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're leaving out, you're leaving out Magic and Bird. You're leaving out Will Chamberlain, Freeman, Bill Jabbar. You're leaving out Will Chamberlain. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's so you're you know, gosh, it's you know, that's what I'm saying. Do you have a, and we don't necessarily have to do it, but maybe what's your who's your personal versus all time, right? So that's where you could argue. Yeah. Um, well, because once again, it's hard for us to argue all time with the best of the best because we just never saw them play, right? Right. Um, you know, I, and Bill Simmons, you know, does his podcast. You know, he has that history of basketball. It's, you know, 800 pages long. And, you know, he's constantly moving people around and, and who's in mm-hmm. his top 10 of all time. And, you know, Isaiah Thomas, an amazing point guard. Yeah. You, know, um, yeah. you know, John Stockton. I mean, the all-time leading assist person. in, in Carl Malone. You know, Carl Malone. Malone, right? Malone and Barkley because they never won Barkley, uh, a wow. championship, you know, yeah. just becomes a huge um, – We forgot about Shaq. Shaq. Was pretty Shaq. Dumb. Kobe. Shaq. 
Kobe. Kobe. Oh my God! Look who we're forgetting, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's a that's a fun uh, fun. Bill fun Wellington. Game. I mean, oh, never mind. Wennington. Dwayne. Wennington. <laughs> Dwayne Shinsu. Whatever his name is, Shinsu. Dwayne Shinsu. The lobster. <laughs> yes. All right, let's go to Bill. His favorite. Baseball. Oh boy. Oh boy. Baseball. That's a tough so one, bad. right? Because I, I think yeah. Ty Cobb. I, I and, think I think his Rushmore is not allowed in the Hall of Fame. You'd have to start with Pete Rose, right? <laughs> oh, stop it! Uh, so I'll, Babe I'll, Ruth, right? I mean, Babe okay. Ruth is. Are we doing yeah. position players only? You can't include pit pitchers and position players, right? Well, if, if you're talking who gets up on that Mount Rushmore, like there's only four spots, right? Wow! And so there's there's arguments all day long. I mean, this could be a great like. Almost like a, a voir dire of a of a jury. Like I'm not, you know, Bill Bill puts up a name and no. Todd says, <laughs> "I have how many objections?" Right? Okay, so I'll go. See, mine mine is going to be quite unique and quite different because I'm going to go with because they're all Padres. No, <laughs> right, right, Clesco, the Padre years. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Phil, Phil Nevin. Um, so let me let me go with. I'll give Babe Ruth his due. Okay, I did Joe DiMaggio for. Remember, this guy hit more home runs than he had strikeouts in his entire career. Think about yeah. that. Um, and I, f- from the pitching point of view, I know there's some – Cy Young's easy to say, 512 wins, but it's a different era. I don't, I don't, I'll stay away from that. I'm going to go with um, going with my dad told me. And uh, the greatest curveball oh. of all time is Sandy Koufax. Yeah, and you know, um, for that short duration, he was as good as anybody. Um, and then, you know, I know we, we, we've got all these pitchers. There's Clemens and whatever he went through. There's Randy Johnson. There's Steve Carlton. I mean, go on and on and on. I'm going to go with Bob Gibson. Mm. Who changed the game. They raised, they lowered the mound because Bob Gibson yeah. had a 1.12 ERA in 67, whatever it was. He was unhittable, un- amazing. So, so you've got three pitchers, if you count Babe as a pitcher as well, which he did for most of his yeah. career. Um, and, and then DiMaggio, uh, you left out. I know, Stan Musial. <laughs> you left out Musial. You left out. <laughs> Luke Herrig. I mean, it just goes you on. You left out Ted Williams. You know? oh. <laughs> Hammer, Hammer and Hank. Hammer. Oh, my God, Hank Aaron. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, what a fun argument, right? So now, hard. was it was it a three three years ago when the All Star Game was in Cincinnati? Uh, and remember the the, uh, the home run derby was fun because the kid from uh, Cincinnati won it. Um, Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier. Yeah. Um, and in that year, uh, that must have been was it the seventy fifth or the hundred for I don't know what it was, but they did a best four of all the Major League Baseball teams. And so oh, they announced, right. yeah. yeah, they announced like the best four, and that that was difficult, right? Because with the Reds, yeah. it's like, how do you pick the four from the Reds? How do you pick how do you pick four, from the, how do you yeah. four from the Yankees? Right. I mean, you got much four in the same year. You much know, I mean, the, much easier for the Padres. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, when you're when, yeah, when you're picking, you know, DiMaggio and and Ruth and Mariano right. Rivera, and you're leaving out Mickey Mantle, you know, it's Derek Jeter. Who'd you go? Or yeah, Braves. You go Aaron Chipper Chipper Jones would be up there. Um, Maddox. Yeah, Craig Max, uh, Glavin, Smoltz, God. Yeah, but you also had. Didn't <laughs> so you have, it's not easy, right? Yeah, um, oh, I'm thinking Indians, Feller. Yeah, but I was going to ask you about Feller. My dad said he's the best, greatest pitcher, pitcher he ever saw play. You know what? He, uh, he and he was, lost his prime years to the war. He started, I think, he when he was 17, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and he he went to the war, fought in World War II, was it? I, I think, yeah. right? I've told you, I told you my Bob Feller story, right? That I uh, I took care of him for an All Star game. I think yeah. you did last yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, there was a phone call, and someone said it's Bob Feller. I said, I'll take it. That's <laughs> so, awesome. That's a great guy. 
All right, let's come back to this. Let's go hockey. Oh. What about your boy, Tony Gwynn? Think of, we're well, out. yeah, for, for the all-time, he's definitely Mr. Padre. And by the way, I, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but boy, if you have a, have a chance, go watch that MLB Network one-hour special on Tony Gwynn. Mm. Uh, get some tissue. It's yeah. tough to watch. And, uh, you know, I mean, personally for me, it was really hard to watch. Uh, but really well done. So find it on the MLB Network. Watch it. It's good. Um, awesome. Hockey. Hockey. Okay, Gretzky's, 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 right? Well, yeah. Uh, Hull. Hull, yeah. And Bobby Orr. Uh, Lemieux. Uh, was it the Lemieux? Is he up there? Mario Lemieux. Well, Lemieux would, I think, be one of them. Um, you know, Bobby Orr, right? I mean, I think Bobby Orr and, and uh, um, Gretzky or and um, B- Gordy Howe. Gordy yeah, Howe. That's yeah. Like the guy that played into his 50s. Yeah, right. and then Satchel, Satchel Page of the NHL. Yeah. So you got you got one more slot. You got to pick a goalie. Grant Fuhrer, Stan Stan Makita. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know Patrick Waugh comes to mind. Yeah, uh, I mean, goes. you know he is he's a you know obviously a beast. I mean, you know, like him or not, Sidney Crosby, Lemieux, those guys from from that team are yeah. are are becoming kind of that. But I think Gretzky is the easy. First yeah. answer on that one, right? Go, of, get, I need a quick hit on the EPL top four. Wow. <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Uh, you know what? My, my, my knowledge only goes back to circa 13 or 14 when I uh, started watching. Um, so I know – If we did soccer, Pele would be – Soccer period. Oh, yeah. soccer period. Um, Pele, uh, Diego Maradona would be up there. Messi, yeah. right? Uh, Lionel Messi. Yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo would be considered. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Cristiano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Henry, the, the Henry. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of old timers we're missing. Henry Thierry. Yeah. What about yeah, the, yeah, What about yeah. uh, What about Beckham? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. A- absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty good for one soccer for guy. For impromptu, yeah. Two non-soccer guys. That's good. Right. And one, and one <laughs> soccer guy that's blinded by ignorance. So. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's go. The boys that play on Saturday. Mm. College football. Wow. Everyone's. Talking about throw, the best college football players of all time. There, throw it out there because he's nothing else but a great college football player. Go ahead. And he might be playing in the major leagues with the Mets, according to yeah, Sandy Alderson. It, it's gonna, he's going to suck, dude. Don't even <laughs> about it. I mean, don't, come on. Hey, he's a great you, college hey, football do player. me a favor. I'm not you, denying that. You will buy a six-pack of highlight for Todd and I when Tim Tebow is drafted by you on your fantasy team. Ah! Oh, my God, dude. I will he'll, buy, he'll save the twenty dollars. I will buy you both breweries when I when <laughs> oh, I when his I record button's on. No, absolutely, on. yeah, because that will never happen. <laughs> Even if you lose every every season from here out, you will never draft I, Tim Tebow. Right? I can't now because I offered breweries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so uh, Tebow. We will homerly say Tebow, arguably to. one of the arguably one of the best college players of all yep. time. Yep. I'd, I'll homerly argue Spurrier. Oh, yeah. interesting. Kicking field goals to uh, beat Auburn his Heisman Trophy year? Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit of a stretch. I'll, I'll admit it. I'll I admit will it. I will be unhomer and I will say Herschel Walker. Um, Billy Sims. How about uh, Billy Earl, Sims. Earl Campbell? Earl Campbell was untackleable, if that's even a word. <laughs> Earl Campbell from Tyler, Texas. He was yes. born Earl Christian Campbell from Tyler, Texas. <laughs> his, his thighs were as big as your chest. Though. Yes. I mean, yes. Bigger, was, perhaps. Oh my God! It was scary to watch him. Run. Yeah. yeah. Would yeah. you go with someone like Desmond Howard? Um, maybe not. Well, Desmond. Who's the Charles Charlie Woodson played but, two ways, right? Charles Woodson. Eric Dickerson. 
great college football player, right? How about, uh, uh, who is the guy from San Diego State, Bill? Marshall, oh, Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was yeah, amazing, he, right? He got, he got yeah, it's it's hard to think of guys, you know, because you think of when they went into the pros, you know, I mean Archie Griffin, the only player ever won two, you know, Heisman's, but I don't think I don't I don't think he would stack up as one of the greatest of all time because he was the best in, in the year seventy four and seventy five. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, OJ oh, Simpson was probably oh, a better. You know, yeah. I mean, he was oh, yeah, amazing. OJ, forget it. Yeah. OJ was an amazing college college player. Um, you Pretty know, good pro too. Ran for no, oh my gosh, two thousand yeah. yards, right? Remember, two thousand three was you know yep. for the longest time was was the record. Um, you know, there's got to be some defenders that you think of. You Brian know, I think Bos- of Bosworth. Bosworth was fun to watch, man. Bosworth was just a beast to watch. I'm sure uh, Butkus, old timers would say Butkus. Dick. Uh, yeah, but you know where he went to play for college? Illinois, I think. Yeah, University Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, obviously there's some, there's some great ones, you know, speaking um, of Illinois, Jeff George, what an amazing college quarterback he was. I'm reaching a little, but man, that guy could throw a football. Yeah. Ty Detmer. Oh man. Way to bring back the heartache for the San Diego state guys. <laughs> Maybe that was, <laughs> he, tore up. he tore up San Diego state. He did. Oh man. Johnny football. Ooh. Did he, how many years? Know. Two years. Johnny football is two yeah, he would have had to been three years because oh, he, uh, yeah, had to been three years. Um, you wow. know, it's hard to think like who who's the best defensive player ever in college football. That's you know, no one jumps to mind is like uh, you know, Chris Zorich, the no, the nose guard from Notre Dame was fantastic, but you know, you're just you know, you're trying to think of someone who who just dominated or was a all American three, four years in a row. Mm, hard, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, cause you look at like Michael Strahan, I couldn't tell you where he went to college. You know, I mean, look at some of these. North Carolina, I think, but I'm just guessing. Yeah. Um, mm. All right. What about pro football? Does it make it easier if you go pro football? I mean, now you're no. talking Walter Payton, no. you're talking Johnny Unitas, you're talking Tom Brady, you're talking Joe Montana. I mean, gosh, it's so hard to pick. Wow. It, it's hard to pick four from teams. Yeah. You know, once again, if you try to say, Steve Young, hey, Joe Montana, yeah. Hey, friends from from another planet. Emmitt Smith's the all time leading rusher in the NFL. You yeah. know, um, and does that mean anything? You know, because um, he plays so, for one of the greatest offensive lines ever. Yeah, it's it's Tom Brady, it's yeah. Jerry Rice. Wow, it's um, gosh, it would be hard to put a, a, a Mount Rushmore bike positions. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. That you just do the top four receivers, top four, yeah, top four right. offensive linemen, top four yeah. defenders, you know, linebackers, top four. That that could be kind of fun. Anthony Munoz for linemen, right? He right. Yeah, Orlando Pace, right? Wow, wow, wow. I mean, that's yeah, a tough one, right? Of, and, yeah, that's a great. Lots. All of right. Great. So, so now here we'll finish with this one, and then we'll see what's happening this week. Golf, Bill. Indi- let's do this individually. All right, all right. All right. So golf I'll, individually. I'll start. Do you want, to write them down? you want to write them down first? No. Yeah, I'll write them down. I got Todd, Bill, and Sean. I'll right. start because I'm the, I'm the, I'm, although I appreciate golf, I'm, I'm the least of a golfer uh, amongst us. So yeah. I let, let me preface, I appreciate the Byron Nelsons, the Sam Sneeds. Um, who is the, uh, the guy from Texas with the great swing that everyone wants? Ben Hogan. By- ben Hogan. Byron Nelson. Byron Nelson. I appreciate that, but my personal – Okay. Mount Rushmore is going to no, be. And nobody can deny this because it's your. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and they're parallel. So I'm going to go with um, Jack, Arnie, Tiger, and just because he's my favorite golfer of all time, Phil. And they're parallel because Jack and Arnie 
were the Phil and Tiger of their era. And again, I realize those other guys made probably much bigger contribution, maybe not much bigger, but amazing contributions, but that, that, that would be my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Mm, so, who do you got? And I can, I can use the, I don't have to, I'm not excluded from using ones he used, right? Nope. You use whatever you want. No, so, I know Tiger's number one. Yeah. Tiger's in there. Jack Nicholas. Th- those two are without. They're two for two. Good. You, you can't change those two. Um, I, I will also say Arnold Palmer, but I'm wow. going to go, I'm going to go Gene Sarazen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I went that crazy. Okay. Well, no, Phil, no, no. Phil's obviously a reach, but it's my personal reach. So. Right. That was your personal reach. Yeah. Okay. I go Jack. So Jack was our first name out of our mouths. Um, yeah. All three of us. Yeah. Um, you know, once again, arguably, but I think. No, he's if, currently the best golfer yes. in the history of golf, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Even though Sam Snead has more wins, I think, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Jack has way more majors. Right. Um, I go Jack, Ben Hogan. Mm. Tiger Woods and Bobby Jones. Oh, Bobby that's Jones, a good one. Wow. Yeah, because the amateur career was amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but, but you Palmer, know, one, he, Palmer, it, look, for me, it, it pains me to leave Palmer off. Because he changed the game. Did he yeah. go? wasn't just how he played. He, he, he's the reason. He was the original Tiger. He I, was I, the I, original I, person for sports marketing. Right. I mean, you know, him and Mark McCormick started IMG. Uh, you know, so everyone that makes money in sports owes it to Arnold Palmer, uh, yeah. you know. One tiger um, too. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, Gene Sarazen, you talk about so many of the British golfers, Ted Ray and Francis, we met and, and just, you know, you go through the history of golf. Um, Lee Trevino I, from a I standpoint Bobby of Jones instead of Sarazen. I'm sorry. I'm changing my mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, he's Did such you write a, that an anchor pencil. He's iconic. Yeah. Pe- <laughs> pencil. Number two. Okay. You can erase. You can erase. Dixon. Right. Yes. Yeah. Bobby Jones, I think is, is a tough one to argue. Um, Ben Hogan, I just think the story of, of him coming back from, you know, yeah. the bus crash and then winning. Bill, did you see my Facebook and Instagram posts? I, I stopped by Marion Country Club when I was in Pennsylvania last yes, week. Yes, that, that's cool. And Very it was cool. a Tuesday, so they're closed on Tuesday. Yeah. I just, there, there's no gates. I, I figured there'd be some gates and I would, you know, yeah. I was just literally like looking at the map, figuring out where could I park and walk right. um, to see the course. And I pulled up and the gates were wide open. I pulled right in and just drove into my rental car and pulled up and no one, Stopped. No one ran out and told me I wasn't allowed to be there. So I parked and I walked up in 18th holes right there by the clubhouse. And so I'm taking pictures of the fairway and the amazing how much like swale there is in that fairway yep. where, where Justin Rose bombed that, that four iron to the green. Um, I go up to the clubhouse and the, it's locked and there's someone inside I'm waving and I go, Hey, is there a way to get inside and get a hat? And, and she's like, did you go to the pro shop? And I was like, it's locked. And so she took me in a different sideway and they were in there doing the inventory or something. And, I talked to the kid in the pro shop for a while and got Ryan a hat and took a picture of the wicker, the famous wicker flag. And, yeah, yeah. and then you can leave the clubhouse and you can drive up and there's a, there's a, there's another private road on the, where the 14th hole cuts out into the back nine there. And I drove up it and took some pictures. It was just so cool. Just, That's awesome. And, and did you see over in the, in the pro shop, they had Justin Rose's scorecard and they had Ben Hogan from the 1950 us open. Wow. Uh, and, it, and um, you, if you looked at closely on my Instagram post, Ben Hogan won it in a playoff uh, with a score of seven over par, made $4,400 for his victory. <laughs> Justin Rose won it with a score of six over par, made $1.4 million for his victory in 2013. <laughs> wow. So just, awesome. you know, when you, if you look at – someone did a calculation of like Arnold Palmer's victories, Byron Nelson's victories in today's money, mm. and it's like how much money they would make, right. you know, with the Tiger effect. 
Well, that was fun. That was fun kind of going through those sports. And I'm sure the rest of the night, as soon as we hang up, we'll be thinking like, oh, how did I leave him off the list, right? Um, but kind of a fun thought for President's Day. Uh, Todd, what do you got coming up this week, man? We are we, now with the Daytona 500 and the Florida Swing in the PGA Tour where Tiger's going to be playing again. Bill, did you see Tiger's going to be playing in the Honda yeah, this week? that's awesome. Um, yep. Yeah, so good for him to try and just find a groove and get, get something yep. get yep. something coming, right? Yep. Um, so he's back on. We've got March Madness is going to really – hit hard in the next two weeks. Um, you got NBA and, and hockey now kind of in their, in their stretch run to, to you've got, you've got playoffs. the Academy Awards on uh, the 4th yeah. of March. So throw that in there. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to figure out what time we're going to record. So Bill, can, <laughs> so Bill can be front and center with his, with his dot, 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 Diet Coke and, and popcorn with his wife. And, 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 uh, and my son and his girlfriend and Cindy's best friend, Natalie. Oh, it's a party. It's, oh. it's Super Bowl level. Yeah, here. Do you have a poster board of, uh, you know? Uh, there's some gambling going on in the room. Nice. It's a lot of fun. There's a pool. It's a lot of fun. So, Wow. Yeah. So I think and I, I, and I'm a gambler, right, Sean? Yes. And I've, <laughs> as, of, as of today, uh, I've seen zero of whatever movie will be um, wow. nominated because I haven't been in a movie theater. In, uh, uh, on the flight home, Cindy saw the last movie she needed to see. She's saving one for when the kids get here and Natalie gets here that we're going to see Lady Bird all together. She has seen every movie for best picture, wow. best actor, best actress, best director. Every, all of them. Wow. All of them. Uh, I, yeah. I take it back. I, I, I did see one movie when I was with mom out in Montana last summer. Something that took place in Wyoming with a, a guy, a, a game warden. It was like, uh, it was great. It was a um, <laughs> Wyoming what it was. game warden. And it was great. And it's a, it's Academy nominated. No, I don't know. No, no, I, no, but it was just a, uh, it was a, it was a, I'll, I'll, does it I'll sound t- like it's Academy nominated? No, it, it, it was critically acclaimed, Todd. It was, uh, I just don't know what it's called, but. And in a time. Yeah, that's, the last the game movie, that's the last movie we saw in a theater, Sean? Yes. And before that was, was the last, before that was Harry Potter's, uh, the seventh one. Wow. So. Bill, I can't tell you the last movie I went to. I'm trying to think. Really? Yeah. So that's why that's why you guys know more about. Oh, <laughs> I went to. It was an awful, um, awful movie. It was uh, Mark Wahlberg, and he was gambling. Dad, Daddy's when Home he, or something like that. When he was no, when he was gambling in L.A., um, the Gambler, I think it was called something like that. What? What are you yeah, talking like, about? I don't even. It was know like three, four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't on what Todd no, watched it, it on Netflix. The theater. No, it was in the theater. Here's the deal, guys. When we get together, I'm going to take you to an indie movie. Like, like I, I saw in Indianapolis. What I saw a Phantom Thread with Cindy. It's Daniel Day Lewis's last movie. It might be the slowest moving movie I've ever seen, but the ending made it all worth it. It was really good. I will go see Temple of Doom with you for an indie movie. <laughs> Three billboards, two billboards. I've heard of that one, yeah. It Mom is said that. dark. And, and Francis really McDormand's good. in that one? Oh, she's great. Yeah, it's really good. But uh, wow, you guys are killing me with this. Save it, save it for next week. We'll do our Oscars right. preview episode, yes. <laughs> All right, the, sounds good. The Gambler, 2014. Jim Bennett is a risk taker, both as an English <laughs> professor and a high-stakes gambler. There you go. Dude, Mark you did not you did not see that in a theater. Oh, did I ever? And I and it's 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 even sadder. It's oh my god. Even, it was That's on hard. it was on Christmas Day. It was no. uh it was it was right uh, uh right I think maybe my first or second Christmas uh without the kids. So I, I was trying to keep busy 
and uh, I like a little side action. So I was actually and halfway through, I'm like, I'm the loser watching the gambler on Christmas Day in the movie theater. So. <laughs> I think that same year, that same year, I might have been watching Wolf of Wall Street on Christmas Day because mm. I go to a couple movies. Now that, now that I saw on Netflix, that was that was really good. We do double headers on uh, Christmas Day. It's not a bad day. yeah. There's so many people out. I was shocked. Oh, it's 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 they're Couldn't packed. It. Movies yeah. are packed on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yep. The, the movie was called Wind River, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was not. It's fantastic with huh. Jeremy Renner. Yes, Jeremy let Renner is the actor. Let me know when you see Shape of Water. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. There you go. All right, Todd. What do you got coming on up this week, man? We are into the third last week of February. Sean, business uh, business is chugging away. The year's uh, going quickly. Um, just I used to be. I'll, I'll give me give me thirty seconds. I used to be a not focus on results guy. I, I focused on the execution, and uh, I believe the results would come. And I read a quote by your buddy Zig Ziglar: "If you aim at uh, nothing, you'll hit it every time." So this year, I've made it a conscious effort to actually focus on numbers. And I'm still focusing on execution. Still, that's kind of my my core, my baseline. But uh, it's amazing how it's helped me in, in sales. So that's that's all I'm uh, all I'm going to pass on to you guys. I'm sure the same way. Uh, if you walk into real estate saying I'm going to sell as many houses as I can this year, uh, that's a good goal. But if you say I'm going to sell 20 houses this year, two a month, one a month, I don't know what the metrics are. Um, I think that's better. So that's my little takeaway for this week. But other than that, business as usual. I'm going to try to close some jobs and, and uh, hit 15 million for 2018. Good. How's the weather looking for this? You got a warm week coming up, right? Better. Um, I think Puxatani Phil is incorrect so far, but I'm also worried that it's quote unquote an Indian summer where, you know, it's going to be warm and then we're going to have one last cold spell. Yep, so you, you got it. Bill, so what do you got coming so up this week? I, I really enjoyed Brian Hopper. I got to learn a little bit more about him, a skier, a firefighter. Yeah. Uh, and now a real estate broker, uh, didn't had no idea he was 41. Uh, yeah. Seemed a lot younger than that when I met him yeah. in person. Not, not that he was immature. He just have, has more of a, a boyish uh, approach, but that was a really good conversation. Yeah, good. Uh, this week, it's I get to talk to another CEO, another leader in our, in our industry. It's Svi Band. The Svi. C- Svi. <laughs> spelled Z-V-I. Svi is uh, the CEO of Contactually, founder and CEO. So really cool story. Uh, we both lived in San Diego the same time frame, so we have some fun talking about the Chargers and the Padres. Uh, that's kind of cool, you know me. And it's a it's a, it's an, a great interview. Publishes uh, Tuesday morning, so nice. Listen to this afterwards. Go find it on the Real Estate Sessions. And I'm um, busy this week with lots of uh, workshops. It's uh, the the sales team kind of set me up to help them uh, by helping realtors in our area be better and smarter at what they do. So. Good. That's, that's what's happening for me. How about you? What are, what are what are some of your tools and tips you're going to share? What are yeah. some of the the tricks you're going to pull out of the, the bag? Yeah. So for me, um, it, it's it comes to a, it's a common theme, and it, it we you and I share this, Sean. That if it doesn't if it doesn't help build a relationship, if it doesn't some way create that uh, opportunity to have a conversation and build a relationship, I'm not really that interested at the moment. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So. Yep. So I'm talking, I, like tomorrow I have a Facebook workshop and a video workshop, and both of them are going to be geared towards how can we use these tools to build relationships. And you know me, um, it's not a Facebook business page running a ton of ads. That's not for 99% nope. of realtors. So I, I have to talk some people out of that because they, they've heard that from other people, Sean, in the industry that like to sell sure. that stuff. They sell it, sure. literally, literally sure. sell it. 
So um, they make was, it, they make it so difficult. They say, or at the end of the session, if you want to just pay our company to do it, exactly. Um, you know, and so it's, yeah, it's a little it's just, disingenuous. It's not transparent. No. Um, I truly think, you know, there's been no better medium than Facebook to build relationships, solve problems and have fun over a wide range of, of geography. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Yeah. And, and, and time frame, not just geography, but in, in over, over your lifetime. Sure. You know, you can reconnect with, it's just been amazing for all that stuff, but you know, so I'm doing all that. Um, and then I'm working really hard on my portion of the Arizona association of realtor state convention, uh, presentation I'm doing with a couple of guys called a realtor, a lender and a title guy walk into a bar dot, dot, nice. dot. So I'm working good. got good. some well, ideas. So. Good. Sounds good. So guys, for me, uh, it's a home week. But nice. that just means I'm doing two presentations tomorrow. I get to work with the people from Scioto Properties. And it's kind of a cool company. Uh, one of our former agents uh, works for them now. They go in and, and help uh, disabled families or disabled companies that work with disabled um, residents buy and renovate houses. Um, and they get grants and things like that. So kind of cool. So I'm doing a little customer service, uh, telling your story kind of session with them. So it'd be nice to talk to a real estate audience, but not really the typical real estate agent audience. Um, and then Thursday, I head down to Cincinnati, uh, kind of my, I think it's my first time back teaching in the old grounds in Cincinnati uh, in two years. Uh, got a full classroom that day, and then going to be hanging out with Scott Euler, our number two agent down there. Going to go to see the UC Bearcats play the UConn Huskies. Mm. Um, always need to go to a good college basketball game uh, before I head back. And then I head out for Napa on Saturday. So I'll need to talk to you guys offline about when we're going to try and record next week's show because I may be on the golf course in Northern California uh, next Sunday. So, wow. Yeah. Beautiful. It should be fun. So uh, guys, it's always fun, fun, fun chatting with you, Bill. I'm really glad. I know Todd is too, that you had a great trip uh, with not just uh, your wife, but it got a chance to to tie it all together with the family. Uh, Have a good week back in, in town, both you boys uh, building relationships, solving problems and having fun. And for all of our listeners and for Bill and for Todd, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.